ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The opposition has seized on the arrival of asylum seekers in WA as evidence that the federal government is weak on border protection. Simon Birmingham is the Shadow Minister for Foreign Affairs and he joins me now. Senator, welcome back to the program. Hello, Sally. It's good to be with you again. Do you agree with Peter Dutton's comments about the Prime Minister being weak on border protection? Well, yes, in the sense that there are real concerns. If you look at what we have examined through Senate estimates, processes and budget scrutiny, there's evidence that there's some $600 million that the Albanese government has cut out of border security measures. Uh, When scrutinised about these things, the Commissioner of the Australian Border Force has admitted uh, that these cuts would see his resources and activities stretched in terms of their operations. Uh, And the Department of Home Affairs has conceded uh, that they're have been reductions in terms of aspects of maritime surveillance. So all of these things do show a weakness in the Albanese government. They do raise cause for concern. uh, And with these arrivals having not just been intercepted at sea, but having reached the Australian mainland without being detected at sea and without being detected when they arrived on the mainland, uh, aside from, of course, local communities, uh, that does show a real failure that deserves absolute scrutiny and accountability. But would you use the same language, weak? As I said, I think it does show a weakness in the Albanese government that they have made these sorts of cuts in their budget, the sorts of decisions that have uh, created an environment where people smugglers have been able to get a ship all the way through to the Australian mainland. And if we then look at uh, the types of things that would likely be provoking this, the gross mishandling uh, of the NZYQ case uh, in which the government has leapt from one position to another, oftentimes following the policy suggestions and ideas of Peter Dutton and the opposition when they don't appear to have had any plans in place themselves. None of these types of activities can do anything uh, but create a perception uh, of weakness or vulnerability that sadly appears to have been exploited. In the NZYQ uh, case, is it correct that Peter Dutton actually allowed uh, the uh, plaintiff in this case to reapply for a visa after being convicted of raping a 10-year-old child? Uh, Sally, I don't know uh, in terms of the legal processes there as to what rights might have been uh, enabled in terms of an individual who uh, may well have had full legal right uh, under Australian law to make application. What I do know is that these individuals, uh, all of them, were detained, detained for a long time, uh, and that when the High Court overturned a 20-year standing um, precedent, uh, the Albanese government was caught terribly flat-footed. Measures such as the preventative detention regime were called for by the coalition after the High Court, not prepared and acted on by the Albanese government until weeks and weeks later, Uh, And, of course, in last week's Senate estimates, it was revealed that even with that legislation having been put through the Senate last year and the Parliament last year, the Albanese government has not used it in one instance in terms of submitting an application for those preventative detention orders to be put in place. Let's look at the current situation. We've had this intervention from the Operation Sovereign Borders Commander saying that any alternative narrative will be exploited by criminal people smugglers. When the opposition calls the government weak, is there a danger that it in itself will encourage people smugglers to try? 
Well, it is our responsibility to hold the government to account. And if there are cuts uh, to the border force budget, if there are reductions in terms of any aspects of maritime surveillance, uh, if the border force commissioner is saying that his uh, resources are being stretched, uh, then these are fair things for us to absolutely call the government out on. Uh, and particularly when a government does need to be accountable for what is clearly a failure when uh, a boat, uh, as I said before, it wasn't like this was just a failure to intercept it some distance out at sea. This was a failure to intercept it at all, either at sea or when it reached the mainland. But th- these incidents have happened under under both uh, governments. Is there more a more responsible way to call the government to account but not uh, pave the way open for headlines of the Australian government being weak on, on border security, uh, which may be headlines in, in p- other parts of the world where people smugglers are active? Well, we don't get to write the headlines, but uh, but what we do have a responsibility to do is to hold the government for account for where we see uh, policy failures and policy failures and policy weakness. And uh, in this instance, we are seeing that in terms of the decisions the government's made, some of which I've taken you through in terms of those budget and other decisions. Simon Birmingham, let's move on to the situation in Gaza. There are around 1.4 million Palestinians in Rafah in the south of Gaza. The Albanese government, along with the Prime Ministers of New Zealand and Canada, have called on Israel not to go ahead with a ground invasion. Do you support that position? We continue to support Israel in their right to seek to disable Hamas. Clearly, in terms of how they undertake that uh, in the Rafah region comes with significantly added complexities given the immense dislocation and relocation of individuals that have occurred there. Uh, and obviously, uh, significant care needs to be undertaken in any actions, military actions, that do occur within that region. But let's also remember that at the start of last week, we learned of the rescue of uh, two of the Israeli hostages that Hamas has been holding all the time since October 7. And those hostages were rescued from the Rafah region uh, in southern Gaza. And so Hamas themselves, uh, tragically, shamefully, uh, have demonstrated that they clearly relocated hostages to again hide them amongst immense civilian populations. And once again, Hamas, they're using Palestinian civilians as human shields. So uh, it is clear from their behaviour and actions that there remains a serious task to be done to see Hamas disabled, to see hostages rescued. But of course, any actions uh, with such a huge condensed location of civilian populations need Israel to act with due care uh, and to act with due regard to international humanitarian law. So do you believe the operation should go ahead? Sally, I'm not going to try to prejudge particular military operations of which I have no su- knowledge do of you the support details it? of them. Uh, what I have described is the way in which uh, Israel should consider this and approach this, which is we continue to support their right to disable Hamas. It is clear from the hostage situation that Hamas is sheltering and potentially hiding more hostages, but certainly has its operative sheltering in uh, the Rafah region. Uh, but how Israel goes about targeting that clearly with such immense condensed populations requires them to exercise due care and we have from day one said they should act particularly with regard to international humanitarian law while supporting them to remove those who undertook the atrocities uh, of October 7. It, uh, it is 
the case that there can be no place for Hamas in the future governance of Gaza uh, and that uh, the best way to a ceasefire would be for Hamas to release the remaining 100 or so hostages who they've been holding since October 7, for them to lay down their arms and surrender uh, and to give up the enormous military infrastructure they have of tunnel networks scattered across Gaza underneath hospitals and schools that are estimated to be uh, bigger than the New York subway system in size, scale and complexity. Simon Birmingham, uh, your colleague, uh, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison, addressed a rally on the weekend and uh, suggested that the United Nations is anti-Semitic. Do you share that view? Uh, well, I, uh, I think, sadly, tragically, uh, we have seen, um, uh, of course, in the instance of UNRWA, uh, the identification of individuals who were involved in the October 7 attacks, uh, more who appear to have supported those attacks, and a longer history of questions being asked uh, about uh, the uh, way in which that organisation, that UN body, uh, has operated in, uh, in its teaching and its practices uh, that it's supported, which appears to have uh, led to extremist views and clearly anti-Semitic views uh, within that. And, so you think uh, he's that, right? Uh, well, I think uh, there are cases there in terms of that UN organisation. Elsewhere, the UN is uh, subject to the votes and wishes of its member states. Uh, and sadly, all too often we do see uh, a majority of those member states uh, often uh, autocracies, dictatorships and, uh, and other countries with uh, little uh, to, uh, to uh, have values in common with Australia uh, who take very anti-Israel and anti-Semitic positions. Uh, and uh, we need to be ever vigilant uh, in seeking to push back against that uh, in our society, in Australia, where we've seen the rise in anti-Semitism all too much, uh, and in international fora and institutions against those countries who would seek to advance those views in those international institutions. Simon Birmingham, just one final question. Last week, your coalition colleague Perrin Davey admitted to have drinking uh, to have uh, drunk some alcohol before appearing at Senate estimates. Is is that appropriate in your view? Well, every member of parliament is uh, responsible for themselves and to make sure that they uh, can conduct themselves uh, in the best possible way at all times. Uh, and uh, and I know. Perrin works very hard in advocating for her communities in uh, in New South Wales. Uh, there are many different functions, events and otherwise hosted in the parliament, uh, but everybody needs to make sure that uh, in attending those functions and events and then going back into parliamentary duties, uh, they are mindful of being at uh, their best performance and capacity as to how they conduct themselves. Was it a good look? Look, I haven't actually seen uh, the footage or anything else, Sally, so I don't uh, no, in that regard, I was busy in my own Senate estimates hearings. Shadow Minister for Foreign Affairs, Simon Birmingham, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. My pleasure. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.